0: Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host, Carl Davis Jr.
1: Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. and welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. I'm your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses start, finance, grow, and even exit their businesses. The best way to reach us and find out what we do is go to our website at blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. I always have special guests. And man, today I got a very, very special guest. A young man I met in Florida myself in Miami, by the name of Marco Chiseto, And Marco, believe it or not, he's the fastest marathon runner on two prosthetics in the world. I'm going to say that again. He's the fastest marathon runner on two prosthetics in the world. I want our Silicon Valley Business Connections audience to meet Mr. Marco Chiseto. How you doing, Marco? I'm doing pretty good, Carl. How are you? Man, Marco, you know... I'm excited about talking to you, and I know when people get a chance to hear your story, they're going to be more encouraged, and they're going to be excited to know even who you are. But before we dive into what you do, Marco, you got to tell me a little bit about your story. Who is Marco Chiseta? Who are you, Marco? Tell me your
2: story. Marco Chiseta, this is a Kenyan man. grew up in a rural part of Kenya, a place called Kapenguria and you know i went to school in kenya went to high school in kenya and i went to a two-year teacher training college in kenya Mm -hmm. as a runner you know in kenya that's how we do our things you run from one place to another so (laughs) i was this runner who really didn't have big ambitions of wanting to pursue his running career but just go to school i remember those old days, and when I say old days, is the year 2000. <laughs> in my village, it was still recorded that, you know, somebody who is athletic is not very smart enough in class. But for me, I did everything. So while I was in college, I met a college coach from Texas, Tech University, mm who approached me after I finished running the 10K and said, Hey, Marco, do you want to come to the U.S. on athletic scholarship? Mm. And coming from a rural village in Kenya, who would not want <laughs> to go to America? I said, yes. The challenge was the accent, mm. you know, English. You know, the accent was not what I am um, used to, or I was used to then. So there are so many things that he told me that I don't know if I understood. He gave me a business card, and I don't even know what it was. Mm-hmm. Graduated college, went home, because I did not understand really what he said or what he wanted me to do. I gave him my physical address, so he sent me a newsletter from the school, and i note saying, are you still interested in athletic scholarship at Texas Tech University? So that made a lot of sense, because I could read so wow. I did, did my application. But by the time I finished the application, they didn't have uh, the scholarship that they had because it took forever. I had to mm. travel to places, to mm. the internet, to reply and all that. Mm-hmm. But the coach was kind enough. So he referred me to a friend in Iona College, New York, one of his friends. Mm-hmm. But his friend had applied for a job at the university of alaska entry and that is how i ended up <sighs> to alaska i did not yes connections just like we connected down in miami
1: so so let me but so let me get a story so the guy from texas introduced you to the guy from new york who was applying for something in alaska and as an assistant coach, yes. In Alaska? And so he said, will you come to Alaska with me, huh? Or come and yes. run in Alaska, huh? Yeah. And you, and you went to Alaska. How long did you run or did you go to college there?
2: I went to college. I completed my – so I went to Alaska 2008. Mm-hmm. To, to, so I graduated in 2013 with mm-hmm. my undergraduate in nutrition. I started mm-hmm. as a nursing student but then ended up graduating with nutrition. But then I graduated with my graduate in 2018 mm-hmm. in engineering and
1: science management. Oh, good. So now tell me about this. And I know my listeners they are dying to hear your story about what happened. Tell me what happened in Alaska to why you had to get the prosthetic uh, legs.
2: While I was in Alaska, I recommended one of my cousins who was still back in Kenya, very good runner to the coach, that this is a good investment, he's a good runner. So what about recruiting him to join us in the team? And we have quite a number of Kenyans in Alaska, believe it or not. Hmm. So he recruited. 2010, he came to Alaska. 2011, a Friday the 18th, February, he called me, my cousin called me, said, hey, can we talk? I was working at a sports complex, and I said, hey, we could do it later. But then went home that night, and he had hanged himself. And no warning, no red flags, nothing. And that threw me into a major, major depression. Mm. So then, you know, they're trying to help me hospitalized. And so I went to the hospital, but it didn't help. 2011, Mm -hmm. I went for a run. But going for this run, I had taken some antidepressants. Mm. I offered those on antidepressants and went for a run, passed out. Mm. Woke up, woke up in the middle of, I don't know if it was a night or I just woke up from this unconsciousness that I didn't know I was for all that time. Walked and I stumbled a hotel that was close to where I had maybe passed out, and the guy asked me. Somebody was at the lobby said, Where have you been for three days? And that is how I realized how long I was missing. Wow. And went, went to the hospital, and the doctors unfortunately could not save my legs. They were frozen. I didn't have any. Oh. And that is how I lost my feet.
1: Oh my goodness, for almost so three days.
2: Sixty hours, November in Alaska, single, digit. I am
1: grateful to be alive Oh man! So tell me, so after they told you the bad news about that, and they had to take your legs, tell me the recovery and what you, you know, what were you thinking, and when that happened, were you? De- I know you were depressed before, but my goodness, how did you?
2: How did you get through that? A thought came into me in my hospital bed, and I just realized if I had. Control of everything in life, including my cousins from dying. When I have controlled or prevented the loss of my legs, and that is how my recovery started. I realized in life there are some things that will happen and I don't have any control over. Mm. The only things that I can, you know, there are so many things that we think we have control over, but sometimes we don't. Yes. So then I focused on what I can control and I told myself I am an amputee and this is how I'm going to be for the rest of my life. Mm. And I do not let this incident, that one incident in my life define who I am. So I just started from there and always encouraged myself, looked life you know, positively. But that doesn't mean that everything was going as I wanted. There were right. bumps, ups and downs. Right. But then That was also teaching me that. In life, that is what the definition of life is. Ups and downs. But the key is just getting focused, making sure that you have your goals and executing them. Not only having them, but making sure that you put those goals into action. And that is how I did. 2018, ran my first marathon in New York, 253. Went to Boston 2019, ran a marathon, uh, two hours, 42 minutes, and then Chicago November, uh, October on that year, 2019, and ran my fastest marathon time, two hours, 37 minutes, and 23 minutes. And that is where I got the title, the fastest man on two prosthetics. Wow. Man, you
1: man, this is this is an amazing story, Marco. But there is something I I, I want to go back to and say when you didn't have your legs and they put the prosthetics on your legs, did you have to get different prosthetics if you were going to run or were they the same kind or tell us how that transition went from the first one to where you start running.
2: You know, I started from the regular walking prosthetics prosthetic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then, one I had mastered that, there is actually a non-profit in California, the Challenge mm-hmm. Athlete Foundation.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I applied a grant through them. They gave me running blades. And then I start. that was uh, March of 2012. Then I started running, you know, was able to run. And the best feeling about my first run on those blades was sweating when I started sweating again, you know, that old feeling that I had in college after, it. I was like, yes, I got this. And it propelled me and gave me a realization that, you know what? I might have lost my feet, but I still have my inner power. All I need to propel me is inside. And that is what I kept in me. I said, I still have that. And my faith in God that saved me for those sixty hours that I was outside, and so yes, there are two different prosthetics: the walking ones and now the blades, the running ones.
1: The Running one, man! What a, what a story, man! I just I just want to say, I'm sure people want to know more about you and, and how to connect with you, do you have like a YouTube or something that you can share with our audience that they can one hear your story again, share it with other people and encourage other people? Is there a YouTube or things you, you got that people can
2: connect with you, Marco? Yes, I have a YouTube channel. You just Google Marco Chesed and you will find my YouTube channel. I also, you know, they can also follow me on social media just at Mar- marco chicero so on my facebook it's all marco chicero i also have a website it's marco dot com
1: and i'm gonna spell that for the marco m-a-r-k-o like you would but Chisero is ch E-S-E-T-O, Mr. Marco Chiseto. Marco, I, I know we stopped a little bit when you were talking about the two different types of prosthetics. Um, can you just dive into that for just a minute or so? You know, the prosthetics,
2: it's just they're trying to mimic a biological food. And, you know, prosthetics is not anywhere close to a biological food. So they're walking ones. They have a heel, so it helps a person who has an amputation to stand still. But on the running ones, they don't have a heel. So you kind of just swinging, you know, you have to be moving all these times, still trying to mimic. Remember, as a runner, uh, everybody runs. You use uh-huh. all aspects of your foot, your big toe, all your toes. If you want to run on your toes, you can. If you want to go on your heels, you can put as an amputee. We don't have that luxury of adjusting anything.
1: You mm-hmm. just
2: put them on, and they are always fitted in a lap. There, There's no way they can factor the geographical terrain of wherever we go and run. So mm-hmm. that you have to go figure out as an amputee out there. Mm.
1: Now, when you first started off, when you got that feeling, when you went from the walking ones to the running ones and you started sweating – And you got back on the track, right? And what was your – tell me about your first race. I mean, your first race – you didn't practice well enough to where you were confident enough, but was your first race something that was a big challenge? And did you do a marathon at first, or did you just do, like, a 100-yard dash
2: or something? I did a 100-meter dash with my coach, my assistant Mm -hmm. coach then at the University of Alaska. And I, you know, we were like, let's see. I think I, I can still beat you in a hundred meter <laughs> sprint, Which we went neck to neck. I still have a video somewhere. And that was when I really realized that, you know what? Even though they are not giving me exactly what my bi- biological feet would have given me, mm-hmm. but I can still do it. it, it yeah. I still have an alternative. It's not like I am running out of options in life. You know they mm-hmm. say it is always bland B or C or but you know the alphabet has 26 letters so there are more than <laughs> two options in life
1: I I love that Marco and, and you know Marco your story and how you're telling it to me I mean, uh, we met, and you were in Miami with me, where you met my good friend Marlon Smith, and he's been on the show before, and Marlon's a motivational speaker. You know, Marco, you have motivational speaking in you. Do you know that?
2: (laughs) Yes, I do. And I actually, I I started doing speaking immediately after I lost my feet. I Mm -hmm. did some live uh, TV interviews, and the focus for me is on mental health. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, it's very hard subject for someone to accept and say, you know what, I am a mental health survivor. Yes. Share, because we get asked so difficult questions that sometimes it's hard to answer. Why did you want to kill yourself? Why did you? But then at the mm-hmm. same time, this is a disease. And instead of us as, as people who have had a mental breakdown getting upset about the entire society, or some of the society asking that way. I, I felt myself that I think it will be upon me as a mental health as survivor mm. to be able to speak up for mm. those who are not able to present their stories so that we are able to help people who are struggling with mental health, being a champion in that. So I started my speaking engagement But I was still a student then. I, you know, I was still at F one, you know, international student. So I couldn't, like, really do anything like start a business. So I was doing a lot of voluntary speaking. Mm -hmm. But now I have my uh, speaking engagement, and I have a a business. It's called Mm -hmm. Marco Marathon Marco. Just a word, Marathon Marco LLC, and so. People can book me, and I can come and share my story. But the goal is to normalize mental health and make sure that we can freely speak about it. And I always uh, tell uh, people who have had a mental health and maybe are not willing to speak about it, think of it this way. There are people who don't exercise. They don't do anything. They get diabetes or hypertension, and they go to a doctor. Those people don't stop outside the hospital and say, what if a doctor asked me when you were sitting down all these years, did you know that you were killing yourself? (laughs) And that is where the narrative, I think, should change. How to ask this question? How to approach them? Because this is a collective community effort. That, if we all can come together, have a way of asking them, not, stigmatizing it, but Mm -hmm. accepting. We even see we see it even in sports world in the recent Olympics, some athletes, like big stars were able to freely speak about their mental health. And Mm. we want to normalize just like a heart attack it is a disease and it needs help and the help is there. And that is why if mental health was something that we would say, hey Carl you can deal with it we wouldn't be having psychiatrists. Right. Like, why would somebody go to school for so many years to right. study for something that doesn't exist?
1: Right. <laughs> Your story, man, and all the things you're touching on, the mental health aspect. And I didn't want to leave out what you said earlier. And I thought I heard you right. You know, you study nutrition. I think nutrition's very, very important. We're talking about mentally being healthy, physically being healthy. You said, God bless you with something in your mind. So spiritually being healthy. So when you give a message like that, Marco, I can just see you wrapping all that into, and, and I, I got the name down, Marathon Marco LLC. So folks can yeah. hear that Marathon Marco. M-A-R-K-O-L-L-C, they can reach you. So you have a website, and I know there's a number and stuff like that. And I love the fact, though, that you tied it to some goals. You know, can you speak a little bit about goal setting? And 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 it doesn't have to be complex, but that's what takes you from one stage to the next stage and where you go. Speak about that.
2: Yes, I know. We always say, you know, have a goal in life. Yeah. Challenge that I've realized with most people is they have a goal, but then they don't have an execution plan. Mm. You have to step. Everybody has a goal in life. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the planet, they have a goal, but there is no execution. Just like when I lost my feet, mm-hmm. I had a goal of running again, but how would I run again? So you plan your execution, training every day setting that alarm clock for 5 a.m. and not snoozing it when it goes off. (laughs) Write a plan in five years' time. I want, like I'm doing now, I'm saying, you know, I started in 2018, like seriously, 2019. I wanted to get my speaking engagement to a level that, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of folks out there can reach out to me so that I can give them all this message. But how am I going to do that? have a website, you know, reach out to mentors like yourself, somebody who can help me get this message out. And, and So have an execution plan and just execute it, do it and have a timeline too, because you know, time is of essence. You can just have a, a goal and say, yes, I'm going to execute it and not put it in, A smart way, you know, and and when I say a smart way, it's something specific, measurable, attainable. You can have those things in place, then you'll, you know, I think that goal is going to be achieved. And all these experiences about goal setting, I base it on my running career. Mm. For me to be able to lose my feet again, come back, and being able now to say I am the fastest man wow. on the planet. And, wow. you know, I didn't even know that as an amputee, big companies like Nike, you know, I'm yes. a Nike athlete too. Yes. So I'm a sponsored Nike athlete. And, you know, it's that goal that I had, you know. And sometimes we goal setting and money. hmm But then I wanted to tell people, yes, setting a goal with a money mindset is a good thing. But (laughs) let the money part not come first. Do the part that is going to sell itself out there. And then, like I am hoping today somebody listens to me and goes, man, I think this guy is a good motivational speaker. I am putting my money on him because oh. how can people put their money where there's no product to put their money?
1: <laughs> I love that, man. And the fact that you said earlier about do it, and that lined up exactly with Mikey Nike, you know, Nike's just do it. And you talked about sponsorship. You know, we're almost at the end of our show right now, but I want those out there are hearing this story, hearing this, this sort of encouraging a message that Marco's giving. I want you to be able to reach out to him. So I'm going to ask him real quick again to say where he's at, how you can reach him on YouTube, his website, and then we're going to close with Marco, you know, people hearing the message, not being able to hear it all or heard somebody talk about it, you can get it on our podcast. So how can people reach you, Marco?
2: One more. You know, I have a I have a website. Mm-hmm. com. Mm-hmm. and then my youtube channel is marco Chicero. my all my social media uh platforms marco Chicero. i just made it just one simple name so then you just click marco Chicero and you can find everything you need right there and i'm based in orlando
1: Oh, Marco, that's it, man. Boy, I love it. We're going to have to bring you back on. We're out of time right now. We want to thank our guest today, Mr. Marco Cicetto. And, you know, you can hear this show again via our podcast. All you have to do is go to blackchamber.com. That's www.blackchamber.com. Click on radio show and podcast.
0: You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr. And brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com. Or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected... Silicon Valley Business Connections.